Hello, friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus here on our Bible study. And we're glad that you've joined us. Let's gather together today around the Word of God. And let's see what the Holy Spirit has to say to us. You know, Jesus said it to every one of the letters he told John to write in the book of Revelation to the seven churches of Asia. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. Now, we need to listen to good gospel messages, good Bible teachings, and there are wonderful preachers and teachers available today, and and there's some real messed up ones, too. We have to be discerning. Many false prophets have went out into the world. But when we get the Bible, and we read it verbatim, and we take it to heart, and we have a heart to hear and to give heed, that means a heart to react to and respond to the word through obedience, then we have a heart to hear what the Spirit is going to speak to us by and through the Word of God today, Hallelujah! So I'm I, I want to be a I want to be a mouthpiece. I want to be like John the Baptist said. I'm 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 the voice of one crying in the wilderness. I like what one man said when he looked at 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 the the vast need and and how small and insignificant he felt in light of it. He said, "I am but one." But I am one. I can't do everything, but I can do something. And by the help and the grace of God, I'm going to do all that I can. And that's where I stand today. By the help and the grace of God, I'm going to do everything I can to tell the whole world about Jesus Christ today and to call Christians to a, to a spiritual and an eternal value system in a world that is preoccupied with the temporal and the material. In First and Second Peter, we find the word precious used several times. Last week, we talked about the trying of our faith being reevaluated as precious when we see the spiritual and eternal value of it in light of our temporal convenience never being interrupted by anything so we can just kind of go to heaven in a bubble without experiencing any pain or pressure. We see how enhanced our testimony becomes. We see the world seeing us face all the difficulties they face, but doing it with a hope and a faith that is certain and unshakable. Praise God. We are not indeed like others who have no hope. So these Christians that, that first and second Peter is addressed to are, are having to, to leave their homes and be scattered, start new lives, live under the threat of death or, or ostracized, uh, living from, from the societies around them. And, and they were under the heaviness of it. <laughs> and, and Peter had, tells them, listen, the trial of your faith is which is more precious 
than gold that perisheth. He goes on to use that word to establish a new value system in them. So this old world at its worst couldn't continue to beat them down and get them down. And praise God, it didn't. And they prevailed and the gospel went forth. Hallelujah. In that highly persecuted generation. The first thing was the trine of your faith is called precious in that value system that God wanted through this letter to them to Christianize within them. Today we're going to talk about the word precious used again in 1 Peter chapter 1, 18 and 19. By the way, that word precious means beyond price, something that is absolutely priceless, something that you can't put a value on, a monetary or any kind of physical uh, or material value on. It is used in the context of priceless things, things so valuable no price could be compared to the true worth. Once again, the blood of Jesus comes into focus while they are being threatened to lose physical and material things, even possibly their life. He points them toward that that they possess that is more precious than physical life itself or any material blessing. In First Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19, For as much as you know, that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. The precious blood of Christ, the priceless blood of Jesus Christ. Friend, today, when going through the bitter trials and temptations that we face in a fallen world, when dealing with the tragic loss of a loved one or a friend, we realize how short life is and how sure death is. We need an adjustment of our value system to put everything in perspective from a spiritual and eternal point of view. There's a scripture in Psalm 116 that says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints. Isn't that something when He receives us home to keep us eternally safe where there's no sickness, no death, no heartache, heartbreak, or pain? No disappointment, no disillusionment when we are sealed and we are safe eternally in heaven. He said, from heaven's perspective, that that is earth's greatest sorrow is something that God holds very, very precious. And that's why we need an adjustment of our value system. The world apart from God sees only the temporal and the material and places no value on the spiritual and the eternal in first and second Peter, Christians under intense persecutions are admonished to reevaluate their persecutions, their problems, and all of the pressures that it brought. 
and put them over, juxtaposed against their eternal blessings. These precious possessions of the believer, instead of mourning their loss of the temporal and the material. And once again, Peter points them, First and Second Peter, in First Peter points them to the precious blood of Jesus. How do you place value on something that is priceless? Consider, for example, the Hope Diamond, initially cut from a stone that was 112 carats in size. This stone was cut into two main diamonds, one of which was 67 carats and eventually lost in a crown, cast rather, in a crown jewel robbery. It was lost in a crown jewel robbery. It was cast in a crown jewel, but lost in a robbery. The Hope Diamond is 450 Five carats. It's the largest deep blue diamond in the world. It was found in the 1600s. It is thought to be one, I don't know how they figure this, but one billion years old and carried to the surface of the earth by a volcanic eruption in what is now India. Yet there's not a loving mother. I wrote this in light of that little, little bit of, of, of I call it trivia, it's important truth, but not in light of what we're talking about here. Yet there's not a loving mother or dad in the world that would not give a thousand hope diamonds for the life of a little boy or girl suffering and dying from cancer or some other disease. And so it is with the blood of Jesus. I, I wrote that little bit there in light of that study about what is the, the preciousness of what the world calls most precious. After I'd come back from a children's hospital in St. Petersburg, visiting a, a family that had just lost a little blonde-headed blue-eyed boy who had wandered out the back gate and had fallen into the swimming pool. And I sat with them as we prayed together, put him in the hands of God and, and, and gave them permission to take him off the ventilator and let him go home with the Lord. And I saw their brokenness and I saw their pain and I, I, I was so glad to represent a kingdom that placed value on the eternal and the spiritual rather than the temporal and the material. Because in the temporal material world, there was no hope. Oh, we have something better than the hope diamond. We're not others who have no hope. Because God has sent His Son, Jesus Christ has shed His blood that we might be saved from the eternal consequences of sin. Not just the temporal, but the eternal consequences of sin. And that we might have a hope that even death cannot counsel. So it is with the blood of Jesus. It is precious beyond price. For by it we're ransomed from eternal suffering and banishment and punishment. By it we are loved beyond all measure. I like, and I've been quoting Spurgeon a lot. I've been reading a lot about his comments and clearly he had an eternal 
value system. So much of our preaching today is dealing with diamonds and gold and, and metal and stone and the temporal at the expense of the spiritual and the eternal. It's actually pushing us into a worldview instead of drawing us into a, a, a kingdom point of view. He said, you know, you know that he's coming in on first John three and five. You know that he appeared in order to take away sins and in him there is no sin. He said, we must each one say he loved me and gave himself for me. In his blood, you must be personally washed. By his blood, you must be personally reconciled to God. Through his blood, you must personally have access to God. And by his blood, you must personally overcome the enemy of your souls. Jesus' suffering, bleeding, dying, has procured for sinners the forgiveness of their sins. The blood of the covenant takes every sin away. <laughs> Be it what it may, there was never a sin believingly confessed and taken to Christ that ever baffled his power to cleanse it. Oh, I don't know if you got on your shouting shoes today, but I got on mine. I wear them every, I put them on every morning. I declare and proclaim when I get out of bed before I hear the news or read the news or, or hear any of the, well, it's all bad news, isn't it? I declare and proclaim this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Glory to God. Amen. The blood of the covenant, I'm going to read that again. The blood of the covenant takes away every sin, be what it may. There was never a sin believingly confessed and taken to Christ that ever baffled his power to cleanse it. This fountain has never been Tired in vain. I love that song, don't you? There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And sinners plunge beneath the flood, lose all their guilty stains, lose all their guilty stains. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Here's that word in this great hymn of faith that Peter is using here once again to these persecuted believers. Oh, precious is the flow. <laughs> Hallelujah. That makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge beneath the flood, lose all their guilty stains. Let me continue reading once again. I don't know. I feel the presence of God here today. I, I pray that you sense him too and that our focus from this old dying world <laughs> full of death and dying might be, might be refocused upon the eternal kingdom of God that is already within us and that we are already within 
The only thing that's going to die about us is this old bone bag called our body. We'll drop this old bone bag. We can't stay in it. It's a tent according to the Apostle Paul. And if, and if a wind blows it down, we, we, we're, we're not without a, a, a place for our soul to live in, for God has prepared us a place in heaven of t- a spiritual body uh, to hold our soul until the resurrection of this body. Hallelujah. Oh, friend of mine, today I'm so glad I'm a Christian. I'm so glad I know what is really valuable in this world, what is really important in this world. The old timers, and I'm an old timer now, amen, used to sing it, and that's why I still love it. Take this whole world and give me Jesus. Take this whole world and give me Jesus. I won't turn back. I won't turn back. Amen. Too many Christians are are embracing and adapting the world value system, a world view instead of a kingdom view. And we need to be shocked out of that by the reality that we can't stay in this world. We can't play with the things of this world. We are called to be in it as a witness, but not of it. Praise God. Let me finish reading from Spurgeon today. You got on those shouting shoes? He said it is pardon, freely given. Talking about the work, the efficacy of the blood of Jesus here. It is in, it is pardon, freely given, acting immediately and abiding, that there is no fear of the guilt over being again laid to the charge of the forgiven one. Through the He's using the term, the precious blood. Our sins are blotted out, cast into the depths of the sea, and removed as far from us as the east is from the west. Our sins cease to be. They are made an end of. They cannot be found against us any more forever. There's absolute remission of sin. He's using the term that Peter is using. The precious blood of Christ cleanses from all sin. Yes, turns the scarlet into a whiteness, which exceeds that of the newly fallen snow. A whiteness which never can be tarnished, washed by Jesus The blackest of sinners shall appear. (laughs) Hallelujah. Before the judgment seat of the all-seeing judge without a spot. How is it that the blood of Jesus affects this? The secret lies, he says, in the vicarious or substitutionary character of our Lord's suffering and death. Because he stood in our place, the justice of God is vindicated. The threatening of the law is fulfilled. It is now just for God to pardon sin. Christ bearing the penalty of human sin instead of men has made the moral government of God perfect in justice. This is the great secret. This is the heavenly news. This is the gospel of salvation that through the blood of Jesus, sin 
is justly put away. And then he says, Oh, how my very soul loves this truth. Signed C.H. Spurgeon. Sermon preached in 1887. Oh, friend of mine, do you think we need that sermon preached in 2022? I believe we need to hear it again and again and again to keep us focused on what we have in Christ instead of what we think we need to be fulfilled and happy in the things of this old world, this fallen world, this, I'm going to go ahead and say it, this filthy world. Oh, friend of mine, I'm so glad that our robes have been washed and made clean and white by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. If you've never read Andrew Murray, he just absolutely extolled the blood of Jesus. He, he put the blood of Jesus in the, in the perspective of priceless and precious. His comment on Revelation 5, 8 and 9, because it says, Thou art worthy, for thou wast slain, and redeemed us to God by thy blood. Listen, friend of mine, that's why the blood of Jesus is so precious, because it was accepted as the necessary sacrifice so that we could be forgiven our sins. The ransom price for our salvation was paid in full at the cross. The Dutch theologian and missionary and pastor Andrew Murray in his excellent little book The Power of the Blood of Jesus reminds us of great biblical truths from and this is what he said and I quote from the beginning to the end of scripture from the closing of the gates of Eden to the opening of the gates of the heavenly Zion there runs through the scripture a golden thread It is the blood that unites the beginning and the end that gloriously restores what sin has destroyed. He continues to say there's nothing that draws our hearts nearer to God, filling them with God's love and joy and glory as living in constant spiritual view of that blood. The blood of Jesus is the greatest mystery of eternity, the deepest mystery of divine wisdom. I'm going to go ahead and say the blood must have the same place in our hearts as it holds with God. The blood of Jesus is and will eternally be precious beyond all price. What he called a golden thread here because of how valuable it is, I call the scarlet thread. And I remember I was bivocational for 12 years out of the 50 years of ministry. And I remember after work standing with a, actually he was a foreman. And I was talking to him about the faith. And I told him something. I said, there's a scarlet thread that runs from 
Genesis, based on this scripture, a scarlet thread running from Genesis to Revelation. And it is the efficacy of the blood of Jesus in type and foreshadow throughout all of the Bible. The innocent giving his life for the guilty is the theme of that sacrificial shedding of blood. Oh, friend of mine, it's a deep and subject, it's a mystery, and yet in simple faith, this man embraced it for the next weekend. The next week at work, he said, I did something I haven't done in years. Rev, he called me Rev. I said, what is that? He said, I got my family together on Sunday morning and said, we're going to church. He said, there was a little church not far from where I live that I pass every time I go into town. <laughs> and he said, I thought in my heart, one day I'm going to, I'm going to go in there. And then he said, after we talk, you talked to me about the scarlet thread. He said, <laughs> he said, I told my family, it shocked them. He said, I told them to get up, get out of bed. We're going to church today. And I don't know what happened in that church. He did say when I walked in, he said, he said the pastor looked like he's about to have a heart attack. He said there wasn't too many people in there. When I come in with my family, every eye in that building turned and looked on us. And he said, I sure enjoyed the service and thank you for talking with me. You see, one plants, another waters, but God gives the increase. It's not church that saves you. But we ought to be able to hear at church about the precious blood of Jesus. The eternal consequence of sin and the eternal consequence of receiving Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. I, I grew up listening to radio for my, we had no television. There was the gospel on the radio. One of the gospel songs I loved to hear as a child was I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love, to tell the old, old story, hallelujah, of Jesus and his love and of unseen things above. After that song, my pastor then, as a child, would preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. He preached hell hot but heaven sweet. <laughs> and how sweet it was when I gave my heart to the Lord Jesus Christ as my sovereign and my Savior. Today, dear friend, there's a lot of things people put value on in this fallen world. Ah, oh, but as a child of God today, we need to put the value where it needs to be. And that is on the precious blood of Jesus that was shed for us. No matter what we may be going through, we have the hope of heaven, the hope of eternal life, the hope of be, being reunited with the child we may have lost or a loved one that was a Christian friend of mine. Today there's nothing on sale or for sale in the marketplace of the world that can take the place of the gift that we've received of salvation, the hope it brings, the eternal value of the precious blood of Jesus Christ today.
today if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That blood was shed for you. That precious blood, every drop of that blood was shed so you could be saved. The just suffering for the unjust, the sinless Son of God suffering for sinners like you and me. Ah, I still love to hear the salvation messages that Billy Billy Graham preached around the world at the end of his message. That great choir would sing, Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me come to thee. O Lamb of God, I come. Will you come today to Jesus? Will you come and embrace eternity? You can't stay here. It's appointed unto man once to die, but after this the judgment. And you won't have to fear the judgment to come. Your sins will have been judged in Jesus, punished in Jesus, so you can go free, so you can go to heaven and live with God forever. Oh, come, come to Christ, come to Jesus, just as you are, without one plea, except His blood was shed for me. O Lamb of God, I come. We love you today. In Jesus' name.